Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday. This is the Lombardi Line alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bonantoni with you. We're coming to you from coast to coast. As always, Michael out there in Jersey. I'm live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And for all the Packers fans that were in town, they were not as loud as I thought they were going to be yesterday. Give credit where credit is due to the Raiders home fan base. They get it done on Monday Night Football, 17 to 13. Win and cover any number you got from Pickham to two and a half and the total stays under Michael where I want to start though because we're going to talk a lot about this game about Jordan Love and the offensive struggles but I want to make sure we give the Raiders defense their flowers because how many times in the last couple years have we walked away from a game and said their defense won that for them that's what happened last night you know and actually they have played really good defense uh, in in the second half of the Charger game and the entire this entire game, they have played. They've improved defensively. Even the opener against Denver. Now we know Denver, but they did a great, a good job against Denver. That was a, a six possession game, which is strange. But they have played better defensively. Obviously, Crosby's been really good, and they haven't given up a. a, a I mean, yesterday the, the three games that they've given they've given up big plays. Pittsburgh, they gave up a big play. You know, and then last night they gave up a big play. So that hurts them. But for the most part, they've tried to keep the ball in front and give themselves a chance to be in the game at the end. And last night they were, and they were able to finally win a close mm-hmm. game. I mean, that's the other thing. They won a close game. They haven't happened. I thought last night, Stormy, was a game where two head coaches were not sure about their quarterbacks. Like they yeah. didn't want their quarterbacks to lose the game for them. And who could blame them? I mean, Garoppolo threw, what, his seventh interception on a, on a bootleg, which all you do is throw a thing away. And then Love, when you take away the 77-yarder, averaged under four yards per completion. So I think both teams knew whichever quarterback made the mistakes was going to lose, and Love made three of them. 
Yeah, Garoppolo now, those seven interceptions in four games, the most of any quarterback in the NFL. Love on the day, 16 of 30, 182 yards, no touchdowns along with those three picks. And I saw this stat on ESPN Stats and Info, Michael, on throws of five yards or more. Love completed almost as much almost as many to the other team as his own guys. He was four of 12 with those three picks. Must have thought that uh, Robert Spillane was on his side, I guess. Yeah, I mean, look, he he was not accurate. Didn't get some help, had some balls that were dropped, but not accurate. Their offense wasn't in rhythm. I mean, the one of the the first third, not the first third down, but the end of a drive on their first drive, you know, Musgrave runs a flat route and so does Watson. You can see LaFleur over there yelling, and they just weren't in sync. I mean, I felt like they could have run the ball more. Mm-hmm. But, the you know, the Raiders finally got some run defense, especially after the long pass. They were able to kind of handle it in the red zone. But I think it's pretty clear from all indications from early in the game that LaFleur doesn't trust him. He's not going to turn the keys over. And LaFleur had a whole package for Aaron Jones, and I think he was surprised Aaron Jones didn't play. You know, that's a different game if Aaron Jones plays. It is because he's a weapon out of the backfield. He's just not a runner. And I think that was what caused him to have some consternation. And that's why when they moved Beverly up, you knew Jones wasn't going to play. That's an interesting point, Michael, because most of the day up until uh, most of the days leading up, up until midway through our show, even yesterday, we were seeing reports that the expectation was Aaron Jones was going to play. So there was probably a lot of game planning around him and what he does. And then you have to kind of change things on the fly 24 hours or so ahead of game time. Now, I know that it's unfair to compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers, right? But yeah. Aaron Rodgers was at one point a first-year starting quarterback in the NFL, too. Do you know how many times Aaron Rodgers threw multiple interceptions in consecutive games or threw for three interceptions and no touchdowns in a single game? Do you know how many? I would probably say not often, never. Zero. Zero. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I wrote about Rodgers in my book. I mean, you know, I compared him to Phil Taylor, the, the great dart champion over in London, over in England. He's the greatest dart thrower of all time. The guy doesn't never makes bad throws, so that doesn't surprise me. Love doesn't have the same control of the football that, that Rodgers does, and you're right. There's no sense in comparing them. But what happens is when Patrick Taylor's got to play as opposed to Aaron Jones, all of a sudden some of those shorter throws that Love can make, they don't get as many yards after the catch, and they become a problem. And this offensive line is a problem. I mean, what, what they were trying to do last night, Stormy, was they were trying to spread the Raiders' defense out. They took these really big line splits to try to create room for Dylan to run the ball in. And that worked for a while, but once the Raiders started moving around and taking advantage of the line splits, it kind of cut down the running game. And, you know, they had 25 carries for a buck 10. That's really not good enough. And then when your quarterback can only complete 16 passes – and he completes through to the other team, it's hard to have a much success. And so, you know, I think the Raiders, are, you're right. We, the Raiders deserve a ton of credit for, for what they've done defensively, you know, and they did it in spite of what they did at the end of the game. To me, you know, that the situation lended itself to go for it on fourth yeah. down. I think they felt like their kicker could make that kick because who doesn't believe Carlson will make every kick? But still, I I think the numbers were right in that case. If you go for it on fourth down there, you can win the game. And if you don't win the game there, they're still seven yards less than where they had. But at the end of the day, I think if he makes the kick, I don't think Love's going 80 yards to beat you. 
And he eventually didn't go 50 yards to beat you. Unfortunate for Daniel Carlson, Michael, because he has the earlier kick attempt blocked. His whole family's there. That's a great story. They're trying to sell on the broadcast all game about him and his brother both being out there. And then put in that situation, instead of going for it, you get the opportunity to at least make it a, a touchdown game and just miss. So I feel bad from the storyline perspective. Everybody was trying to push it and then it doesn't work out, but dive a little bit deeper into that. If, if that's what you felt should have happened. And I think the majority of folks that were watching that game were questioning why Josh McDaniels, if you've done this in the past, why aren't you going for it on fourth and one in this spot and just go to win the game and put things out of reach? Why he ultimately didn't make that decision. Well, I think a couple things, uh, you know, for me, as I was processing it on my couch, you know, could we actually get the yard? Because it wasn't like their line was better than our offensive line. I mean, that's a fact. It was hard to get a yard. The the, the third, the, the fourth down play they ran uh, with, they had a run, they, they had the run with uh, DeAndre Carter on the sweep, and it took a really good block by Josh Jacobs to get him that y- yard and a half. It was going to be a hard play, a yard to get. I don't think you're going to run a lead play with Josh Jacobs and get the yard. Understanding Josh Jacobs is great. I mean, last night, he did some incredible things to get 69 yards. Incredible. I mean, he's tremendous. You know, he, he you know he basically embarrassed Jai Alexander and to get his long run of 24 yards. But I think so. When one of the things is, if you believe you're getting three, your defense is playing well, then he's got to go 75 yards, and you still are only going to go in overtime. I, I I would have gone for it, but I think there's that side of the logic that you could say, okay, this does make sense, but he's got to make the kick. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody on that Raider sideline thought he was going to make the kick. You know, if there's any hesitation, he's not going to make it. you got to go for it. I actually thought Abdullah was going to get the first down on the run. Yeah, no, good perspective from that standpoint. So the Raiders do enough. They get it done. Also, again, just to reemphasize the credit to their defense, we talked so much about Max Crosby, and yes, he was the catalyst, but not knowing any other names on the defense. It was nice to see some other guys step up. You had yeah. Robert Spillane with the two interceptions. Amik Robertson seals the deal for Vegas. The 5'9 DB going up against the 6'5 Christian Watson in the end zone. He's the one that brings it down to, to ultimately seal the win. And now, Michael, to push this forward for the Raiders they've got two wins and three of the next four games on their schedule against teams who are one and four they host New England next week at Chicago at Detroit no but against the Giants and then the Jets too after that all teams that can be had so some potential opportunity for the Raiders moving forward here if they can build on some of the positives at least that we saw last night especially defensively well, yeah, that's good. But they got to get Garoppolo to not turn the ball over and they got to make plays. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got, I think Michael Mayer proved a little bit in last night. They got to get him the ball. They got to get Devontae the ball, too. And they're going to have to get Garoppolo comfortable within the framework of the offense. Some of the run checks, you know, one time I think you could, it was pretty clear. I don't know what happened, but he run checked into an unblocked player. You know, th- these are things what happens is nobody wants to hear it because. When you're dealing with a player who's never been in the offense for a long time and he's used to another offense, there's a lot of things that happen on the field that kind of just kind of go away. That's what they're going to need. He's going to have to raise – Jimmy's going to have to raise his level of play because – and their offensive line's got to play better. Because one thing about that schedule – I say this all the time to people when they start counting wins. The Raiders aren't good enough to count wins. Mm-hmm. They're not good enough to count wins on either side of the ball. They, they've got to be able to play their best – 
And last night, at least they gained confidence that they can win a close game. And I think that's a good thing. And they've got to build off that. To your point, gaining confidence and interceptions being something that can take away that confidence for a team that we discussed yesterday. So making sure that Jimmy Garoppolo is taking care of the football. Also, you mentioned Devonte Adams, his first game against his former team. I expected him. I know coming off the shoulder, I expected him to be a little bit more involved, just four catches, four targets there for him. And, and Michael Mayer too. That was the first time we've seen him have multiple targets in a game. I feel like I thought when they drafted him that he was going to be a guy that was going to get utilized a ton. We hadn't really seen that yet. So I think good to kind of grease those wheels a little bit and show what Michael Mayer can do. Uh, Had the, what was it? 39 yards, I believe. Yeah. Three targets, two catches, 39 yards for him. Yeah, he was good. And he got the ball in his hand. And look, I mean, he had a huge play there that on the sideline, right by the Raider bench, that if Garoppolo just could make that throw, he's going down the sideline, you know? And so, Look, the the number one thing they've got to do is they've got to be able to get they got to be able to get the ball into into Devonte Adams' mm-hmm. hands, and you know Jacoby Myers is a good player, but at least last night they got the ball to their tight ends, and then look Jacobs in the passing game is outstanding yep. as well. Jacoby Myers got my first touchdown score. Let's go ten to one. Appreciate you, Jacoby. We got to take a break here, but when we come back, a lot of big names dealing with injuries in the National Football League. We'll break them all down next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can also check out the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. You can join us for just $19 for your first month at VSEN.com. 
patreon.com slash subscribe. And speaking of picks, Michael, just to go back to Monday Night Football really briefly, I feel like everyone in America knew when the Monday Night Football desk had Packers, 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 sweep across the board. The cheese head is on Michelle Beisner Buck's head that uh, Raiders were for sure going to win. That's just how it works. Yeah, no doubt. They were going to win. No question they were going to win. So I, I think to me, you know, that that was one of those where, you know, you just run to the I, I run to the window when you see that <laughs> when you have that much, you know, like nobody thinks it's same thing with NBC when they go across the board. Now they'll go across the board on on when you know, when like if this weekend, Thursday night, I mean, they'll go across the board. I think they did Buffalo wash. They got Buffalo, New York this weekend. They'll go across the board with Buffalo. I get that. That's an easy one. But I will say this before we get into anything else. The weather this weekend is going to be problematic for a lot of teams. The East Coast is getting high winds on Sunday. These games are going to have over 15 miles sustained winds. There's going to be a ton of rain all up and down. Not that I'm a weatherman, Stormy. (laughs) Up and down the East Coast. Soldier Field, they're predicting 19-mile-an-hour winds. Cleveland, 19-mile-an-hour winds. Even down in Hard Rock Stadium, they're going to have 15-mile-an-hour winds down there. So I think when we get to these games, let's not forget the handicap weather because weather is going to be huge in terms of undertotals. And that's if you're seeing the undertotals going down, it's because of winds and rain, not because people are betting. Yeah, Michael, I know when Patrick was your former co-host that he was the weather guy and you thought when you got a girl named Stormy that was stepping into that role that I would also take over that role. But apologies. I'm glad that we have you to cover the meteorology Uh, for us. You know, we're going to need somebody else. Maybe, (laughs) you know, Millie handles the weather, too. So maybe Uh, we'll get her in here. She's been dying for a segment, so we'll get her in here somewhere. That's great. But no, it's very, very interesting, especially I think about that Cleveland game against the 49ers where you have the top two defenses in the NFL in addition to the elements how maybe all of that will come together because that game I saw open I want to say 39 so it was already a low total and looking at the DraftKings total now 37 and a half speaking of that we have we have a lot of injuries that we're going to get to but because we're talking Mm -hmm. Cleveland I might as well start there Michael very odd to see that Deshaun Watson who did not start last week and was a surprise scratch then has the bye week to kind of rest and heal up Still yesterday when Kevin Stefanski was talking to reporters would like declined the opportunity to say, hey, we're optimistic about him, called him day to day. He's getting better. But that's the only update we have about Deshaun Watson. He didn't practice yesterday, did throw the ball a little bit. But should we be concerned that we're not going to see Deshaun Watson because DTR was not the answer last time out? No, I think we should be concerned. I mean. Remember, that went down to the wire. Everybody thought Watson was going to play. There were reports out at 10 o'clock when we did the show on Sunday when they were getting ready to play that Watson was was good to go. And then when he went out and threw, it wasn't good to go. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, they had to make the shift to D- DTR had to come in and play or DRT. Mm-hmm. I always get it confused how the order DTR, goes, DTR. DTR. And so... Uh, you know, and obviously Robinson didn't play very well, and that was an easy win. But to me, I, I would have to be concerned because with the bye week and coming back on the Monday, then he's throwing off on the side. I would be a little bit worried. Now, they don't have him listed out. Like, for example, on my board, New England is quarterback to be determined. And even though Belichick said Mac Jones is going to start, but the book's not buying that. Whereas in, in, in the Cleveland – I've got Watson as the list, and yet I'm not sure he is going to start. If they if he starts, 
if we start to see that number even creep up above five like it is right now, expect, you know, what's that number if DRT is going to start? Yeah, true. Good, good point. Something we need to monitor and keep an eye on. I saw a four and a half at Circus Sportsbook this morning where I'm broadcasting from and I laid it with the 49ers. Maybe unwise coming off the big win last week against Dallas being on the road in weather. But I feel comfortable based on what I've seen from Cleveland to this point to lay it. And if there is any risk of Deshaun Watson not playing, then you're going to wish that you had that number. So just right. again, thinking forward a little bit as best we can. Other quarterback injuries just to be aware of. Daniel Jones, head coach Brian Dable, optimistic about his status this week against the Bills, dealing with a neck injury, but he says it's not the same as what he dealt with previously, not as severe. Also, Shane Steichen, Colts head coach, saying Gardner Minshew will get the start against the Jaguars. Anthony Richardson, of course, going to miss some potential extended time with that shoulder injury. Now, all that said, the biggest news of the day comes in Minnesota, where Justin Jefferson, the star wideout, for the Vikings is officially going to be placed on injured reserve by the team following the hamstring injury that he suffered this past Sunday to the Chiefs. An exact timetable is TBD, but being on that injured reserve list means automatic four weeks out for him. A massive, massive blow to this Vikings team that's already struggling just one and four to start the year. No question. Surprising too, because the hamstring, you know, you kind of feel like you can get that back maybe in two weeks, but if it's a torn hamstring, like what we learned with, with Cooper Cup, even though nobody really announced what it was. This has to be a little bit deeper than just that. When you're going to get second opinions for hamstrings, yeah. that's not good. That's not good. I'm surprised the public money has been all over Chicago, all over, which I fully expected based on the way they played last week against Washington, how good Fields has looked. You know, 90% of the cash that's come in is all on them. And the number has moved. I mean, the number opened up, I think, at four and a half. It's down to two and a half Mm -hmm. now, Stormy. And it could go lower with this Jefferson news. Without Jefferson, it changes the dynamics of how you play them, right? How do you play? You got to double Jefferson, even though Eberflus is not a double guy. He's a zone concept coach. But Chicago's getting some of their secondary guys back. Eddie Jackson may come back. And if that happens, we know Minnesota's not an elite defense. You know, and so I think to me, I think that that, you know, that spells a chance that this could be a, but again, weather's going to be bad here. Right. So, you know, without Jefferson, it, it, it changes the dynamics of the Minnesota offense tremendously mm-hmm. because they haven't really been able to run the football, right? They haven't been able to do those things. And according to head coach Kevin O'Connell, Jefferson, obviously very down learning the news about his injury. Expect additional work and workload for Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson. So if you're looking at some of those prop numbers, those would be the guys and an important stretch of games coming up for this Vikings team as well. They have this game at Chicago, but then the 49ers at the Packers at Atlanta, a one in four start. It could get bad fast, but another big injury to be aware of. And a team may be more built to absorb an injury to a weapon. The Miami Dolphins sucks to hear rookie running back Devon Achan expected to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury it's not season ending he too will get a second opinion to determine whether or not the injured reserve list is necessary according to ESPN's Adam Schefter but the team is also expected to now open the window for Jeff Wilson Jr. which could be a positive that while Achan has been absolutely incredible and a stud to start the year they at least have somebody that's coming back yeah, I mean, look, but th- this guy is scary how fast he is. Yep. I mean, even in two-hand touch, nobody gets him. 
you know, <laughs> that outside zone play he ran. I mean, like guys had angles on him and nobody could get him. And so, you know, that's just it's going to take that wide zone play that they run. And it's really going to hinder that. They're going to still run it, but you're not going to be as fearful of it. So, look, Miami, what's funny, Miami is an interesting team. I wrote about them this morning. If for all the fanfare you get on how great they are on defense, when they've played against good defensive coordinators, Belichick, right? They played against, you know, Wink Martindale last week, 30, and then McDermott. You know, they've scored 21, 31, and 34 points. So, you know, they're averaging, their average is at 25 points per game against good coordinators. You got to throw the Denver thing out. You have to throw that, almost take that out of the game. And, you know, when you do that, they move, they get a lot of yards, but are they getting a lot of, you know, the points, are they going to clash on the points? They've turned the ball over the last two weeks. They've turned the ball over quite a bit the last two weeks. And I think we have to stay ahead of the curve here a little bit. Our team's starting to figure out how to play them, Mm. right? And you could see Martindale. I know, I know he gave up the big pass play to Tyreek Hill. They blew a coverage on that. You could see the corner on the outside looking inside to the safety. Like, where are you? You're supposed to be on top here. And he wasn't. And so I think they are keeping – I think teams are learning how to play this Miami offense. And if that happens and this defense stays the way they're playing right now, it's not good news for Miami. It's a great – You know, it's funny. Yeah. We, we talk about how bad Minnesota is on defense – we talk about that, right? Minnesota is just behind an EPA behind Philadelphia on defense, and they're ahead of Miami on defense. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's not a part of the list that you want to be on. We'll talk more about this Miami Dolphins team a little bit later because Michael has an article out today listing out the teams he thinks could win a Super Bowl based on what we have seen so far. Is Miami on it or off it? We'll find out later on in hour two. Still to come this hour, we have no way or no doubt coming up next and VEASAN's own Will Hill joining us for some of his best bets. You won't want to miss it. This is the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the sports betting network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and the VSEN experts have been hard at work tracking the latest player moves to help you bet smarter. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get our all-new NBA betting guide. It features up-to-date previews on all 30 teams, futures, and year-long player props, best bets on player awards, live betting strategies, plus strategy and advice on building your own NBA betting model from senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VSEN NBA betting guide by becoming a VSEN Pro subscriber today you can do so at vcin.com slash subscribe do you disagree with these takes no way uh-uh, no way or do you approve oh, no doubts no doubts no doubt my mind no diggity no doubt it's time to ask michael lombardi no way or no doubt All right, Michael, let's get into it. We were just talking about those Minnesota Vikings last year after winning 11 one-score games. They've come out on the wrong side of one-score games four times already this year, one and four start, and now they're dealing with a massive injury with Justin Jefferson having to be placed on injured reserve. He's going to miss at least the next four weeks. So naturally, Michael, everybody Mm -hmm. has one question on their mind, and it is about their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, if things are going down. So no way or no doubt, Minnesota should seriously consider trading Kirk Cousins and planning for the future. Just move on. I I think there's no doubt they should. I mean, they're not going to win this year. 
he's going to the problem is he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year and they're going to have to get somebody to take on this enormous guarantee who's got an appetite it can be done but it's going to have to be a team that has a cap room and b can get a longer term extension and what are they getting for what do you think they could get for him if he goes out as a if they void the contract because i think he has a void in his contract stormy if they void the contract they don't go into compensatory the, the he won't go into the compensatory pool if he's a total free agent then he does so what what, what could they get for him what would somebody be willing to pay you know matthew stafford got a pretty good deal they traded golf with a bunch of picks for him so this kid's this guy's playing great so you know he's going to go for something it's going to be expensive mm-hmm. but you got to get the contract worked out and you got to get the cap number worked out so i think it's something they should consider it's funny because when you go through this these this league right now there are maybe 10 teams that that have a real super bowl chance and then there are some that have none yeah and so if you're in that non-category and your quarterback's going to be a free agent and somebody dangles something in front of you, I think you got to listen. Yeah, and it's not like he's going to be that expensive. He's not in your plans from beyond this year. Just start the rebuild now. But I will say Kirk Cousins does have a no-trade clause worked in there, so he can kind of decide, too, if he wants yeah, to you're stick around need, or not. Whether he had that in there or not, you're going to need him to cooperate. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to need him to help you because you're going to need to get Mike McCarthy, who's his agent. You're going to need to get him to help you kind of navigate and see because nobody's going to do this for a one-year to t- kick the tires I mean, you don't do that for a quarterback you know you're, you're going to have to do this for something that's more substantial than that so for me i i think that that's kind of where it where it goes and, and i think they have to kind of do that cousins is you know he's he's only on the he's only on his base salary is only 10 million this year so it's a really easy contract to trade now it voids it voids and once it voids it becomes a free agent i think at that point he does go in the compensatory pool so when when it voids at age 36 he'll get a good contract then minnesota will get a compensatory three coming back for him so at 10 million dollars you know now they take on enormous debt they they would have to take on 48 million of cap hits cap charges all really, really good information. And, and for Minnesota, we knew that regression would be coming. I did not expect it to have them start out the gates the way that they have. Now, let's move forward for a team of the Dallas Cowboys, who I think up until Friday or Saturday, everybody thought was going to be a contender this year in the NFL, especially when they opened the season with a 40 nothing dominant win over the Giants. Uh, well, that win looks a little bit different now. Their other wins are against the Jets and Patriots, teams we know to be struggling, uh, and a loss straight up <laughs> against the 1-4 and four Arizona Cardinals. Now, after getting embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers in primetime, Michael, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but with with the Cowboys struggling, no way or no doubt, the Cowboys could be in danger of missing the playoffs. Plus 270, do you think they miss? Well, as of right now, they're not in. As of right now, I don't believe they're in. I wrote this this morning, and when you look at the standings and you go over the conference, you know, uh, right now they're the seventh seed. They're the seventh seed. New Orleans is on their track. So, you know, I, I would say to me, they should make the playoffs. They're good enough. They can beat some bad teams. They'll beat a lot of the bad teams. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, you know, like this weekend with the Chargers, I'm shocked that line's only two. 
I would thought it would be more. You like them in a situation like this. The question is, can they get healthy enough on defense? They lose Vanderbosch. They've lost Diggs. Can they get healthy enough to get them to that next level? And that next level has Detroit in it. Like it's San Francisco, Philly, Detroit in the next level. It's not Dallas in that level. And I think we've all overrated their defense. If you watch the Arizona tape closely and you watch them average seven yards a pop in the run game, you see that there's plays that you can make. Sometimes when you watch tape and you study tape, you think to yourself, we can't make that play or we can't make that play or that there's no way we could duplicate that play. But when you watch tape, you say, okay, if we can block them like this, we're going to make that play. But if we block them like that, we can. If they go against good lines, Philly has a good line. Detroit has a good line. San Francisco has a good line. They go against good lines. They're going to have trouble. You mentioned the injury to linebacker Leighton Vander Esch expected to miss four to six weeks with that neck strain that he suffered in Sunday's loss to San Francisco. Let's go to the AFC North, Michael. No way or no doubt the AFC North could be won by any of these four teams. The Steelers yeah. are technically in first place right now. Those are the number three seed. Not only in first place, they're the number three seed. I mean, I, I, I think there's no doubt any one of these teams can win it. I think all three could not make it right now to make it to make it Baltimore and Pittsburgh both make it Cleveland's on the outside looking in Cincinnati's 14th they're all the way down the bottom of the list so yeah this is anybody's game I mean we've got five weeks in we've got 12 weeks to go watch out or we got 16 weeks to go uh, 13 weeks to go watch out this could be anybody's game and and the Ravens to watch it will and the Ravens of course lost a golden opportunity by taking that loss to the Steelers on Sunday because they could have had an advantage winning division games on the road all three opponents to start the season instead they could only muster 10 points against a, a Steelers team that you shouldn't really need that many points to be able to beat they can't do it so no way or no doubt Michael the new Ravens offense maybe isn't any better right now. I, no way I say that. Okay. I think when you watch that game closely, they had a lot of drops. So many drops. Aguilar drops a pass for a touchdown. Zay Flowers drops a pass for a touchdown. I mean, there were a lot of drops in the game. And I think to me, they did what most teams do on the road. They kept the game too close. They had their chances. They didn't capitalize on them, and it came back to bite them. Interception in the end zone. You know, block punt. I I, I don't think their offense – they finally have their offense back with their line. I would give this more time to sort itself through, you know, and especially if they're going over to London to play against the Titans who are beat up right now. Whether Jeffrey Simmons plays or not, their defense – the last two weeks the Titans haven't been the stout run defense that we're used to. Yeah, between injuries and drops for the Ravens, I don't think that their offense has really had the opportunity just yet to show what they're made of. How about the Lions, Michael? No way or no doubt, the Detroit Lions will have the NFC North clinched before December. No doubt. I think the Lions are for real. Now, they got a tough test down in Tampa this weekend, and it's not going to be a push a push in the park here, but they are for real. You know, they are for real. Their, their offense complements their defense really well. They can run play action. They run the football on everybody. I mean, they ran the ball on the Green Bay Packers. We saw how the Raiders couldn't. Well, the difference between the two teams are the Raiders' offensive line is nowhere near as talented as the Detroit offensive line. 
And when you have a good offensive line, you can run the ball on pretty much anybody. So I think they're the best team. I didn't think that to start the season. I wasn't going down the hype train. Mm -hmm. But what's convinced me is this defensive front, they have played much better than I thought. They're, they're more physical than I anticipated. I think Jack Campbell, the first-round pick from Iowa, has really helped them. He gives them a physical size inside to go with, along with Anzalone. And so, you know, they're, they're playing better in the back end. Cam Sutton has played well. I like the team. I really do. This is one of those games now. You know, everybody's going to be on the side of the, of the Lions because they were able to just – and you wonder if Tampa can do it, but – I think it'll be a fun game. I, I like the Lions a lot. Where things sit right now, minus 425 favorite in the division. They are the second largest division favorite in the league right now. The only one with a bigger number is the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC West at $8 the price there. We're going to take a step aside, but when we return, VEASAN's own Will Hill will join the program, get some of his favorite bets, looking ahead to week six in the NFL. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Before we welcome in our great friend Will, real quickly, Michael, we got some, some breaking news here. I don't know if this will mm -hmm. move the needle for you, but Ian Rappaport reporting the Falcons have agreed to a trade with the Rams for wide receiver Van Jefferson. It's a 2025 pick swap sixth and seventh rounders hoping to uh, recapture some of the firepower he had back in 2021 what do you think well i think the rams just dumped them i mean it's a dump it's interesting how the falcons took them on i mean the falcons have a hard time getting the ball to Pitts, having a hard to get the ball to london and robinson but you know last week if you watched the game closely how ritter played and threw the football effectively 
uh, it has to give you some sense of encouragement. He actually cut it loose. He's always been so hesitant. But what they finally put in the offense last week was the, you know, what I call pitch and catch throws where he can see the receivers open. It's not, he has to judge separation on a horizontal level. It's more on a vertical level. And that's when I think he can throw the football. So, you know, look, it's a, it's a good deal for that. They get another receiver to come in there and the Rams get a, get a salary off. They weren't going to sign him back anywhere. Yeah. We've had a lot of those um, just teams kind of dumping off Dumps. players recently. Atlanta, by the way, two and a half point favorite at home this week against the Washington commanders, but let's keep the NFL talk moving forward as we welcome in Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, part of the group chat on the bear bets, Fox sports podcast um, with of course, Chris, the bear Felica. Will, Will you're getting too big for us now, I think. So oh, glad it. that you could still make the time. Please. We appreciate you. Yeah. What's going on? Articles. He's doing everything. I mean, he's all over the place, you know, and this is his busiest time. He's running the Lakers. He's mm, got to rebuild the Yankees, got the Vikings. You know, we should ask you, do you think the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins? Are you going to trade Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I would have traded him a couple of years ago, but as you know, I am not in charge of the Vikings. I thought a couple of years ago was a nice time for a reboot when they still had Theo and Cook and new regime came in, but no new regime wants to come in and put a three and 14, a four and 13 on their name. Uh, that was the year before Stroud. So I thought that was a nice reboot, but Hey, if you can get something for him now, you got one win, and I, I think there's a bet off of this. Uh, DraftKings has these updated season win totals. I think you find great value here. Vikings at six and a half wins to me is an under because mm -hmm. uh, they're one and four. Jefferson's hurt. The season's falling apart. I mean, they're not even as good on offense, I, I think, as their numbers with Jefferson. Without him, I don't think it's going to be pretty. And this is a free roll. If they trade Cousins, this is an automatic win. And if they don't trade Cousins, you still have a pretty good bet. So I would play under six and a half. I think you have to at least think about trading them. I would trade them. I, I don't know what you get for them, but uh, if nothing else, it, it sinks you to the bottom without Cousins. I mean, say what you will about him, and, and he's a polarizing player for sure. Without him, that team's not going to win more than three or four games, so it probably puts you in the bottom five, maybe the bottom three of the draft, and you get one of these quarterbacks, which the Vikings never have. They never have... You know, they never bottom out. They never have one of these young quarterbacks. Maybe this uh, regime is a little more progressive, forward thinking. I think they know what they're doing, where it's like, hey, uh, he's a free agent next year. What's the point here? Where are we going? We're not winning a Super Bowl. We're not re-signing him next year. Let's just cut it loose right now and get what we can, and we'll get ready for next year. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah, just move on and start the rebuild now. One and four to start the year. Four games upcoming without your best player. It's going to be tough sledding. And, and maybe that's good advice for me, Will, because I was one of those people that bet the the season win total for Minnesota over the eight and a half, believing there would be regression, but not that much. And got to buy off that spot. Potentially, maybe that's the best way to do it. Um, let's talk about you're not that wrong, by the way. You're not th they're not that far from being four and one. Madison drops a touchdown the other day like they're It's interesting if, if you played them, if this year's Vikings played last year's Vikings, yeah. I don't know who the better team is. And last year they won all these games this year. They can't win a game They're They're actually a little better. Flores has done a decent job with the defense. He's limited in terms of talent, but uh, it's it's the complete opposite it's the complete inverse of last year where last year they won all these lucky games this year they're just they're not on the right side of these coin flips yeah at all. the the luck factor is just drawn out right oh you go yeah. 11 and 0 in those one score games a year ago this year 0 and 4 in those same situations to start Ref things picks out up the flag absolutely yeah. Yeah. How, how about these yeah, San Francisco? i, I never oh, go understood ahead, that i didn't understand that he picked up the flag the guy took his helmet off and it was like okay we're okay everything's good like, you know, like I, I didn't get that one at all. I mean, are we just going to let Kansas City win? Is that the objective here? I didn't realize that. 
there was a bad hand to the face on the Kansas City defender too. Now the, the helmet off, I believe, if I understand the rule correctly, Kansas City keeps the ball and they just they start a little deeper. But yeah, that was uh that was a strange sequence for sure. How about uh, the San Francisco 49ers this week taking on the Cleveland Browns? We're expecting bad weather to be in the area. Also, some questions about Deshaun Watson and his health, despite coming off of the bye and missing the last game, having Dorian Thompson Robinson play in that one. Still just considered day to day from head coach Kevin Stefanski. How are you looking at this game in Cleveland? Yeah, you got to be a little concerned if you're Cleveland because now we thought he was going to play a couple weeks ago with a week of rest. Now we're still not sure if he's going to play. And if it, uh, I just read the report, if it's not Watson, it won't be DTR. It's going to be, I believe it's PJ Walker is the backup. Um, so look, I, I think it's just going to be hard to get to the 39 points here. There's still a 38 in terms of a total. How many points is Cleveland scoring? It's just hard for me for it's hard for me to see Cleveland get more than 10 points, 13 points. So maybe I should just take San Francisco because, uh, you know, San Francisco gets 30 on everybody. I don't know that they'll get 30 on Cleveland, especially in bad weather. But even if they get to 2024, I mean, how does Cleveland get to 17 points? I'd be interested on a Browns team total. What that is my guess. It's in that range. I would look under, but I like the end of the game. To me, this is a 20 to 10, 17, 13 type of game. I just can't see Cleveland scoring that much. And I think, you know, Shanahan will probably see it the same way and get a little conservative uh, and just get out of here with a win. Should be a fun game. Cleveland defense versus the San Francisco offense. That's a great matchup. That's a fun matchup, especially if you add in a little weather. I just, to me, this is an under game. You like the Titans this week getting the four and a half. I think that line's moved a little bit down when you got it at four and a half. I think it's at three now. But they're not traveling until Friday. We saw Buffalo start slow against uh, Jacksonville when they traveled on Friday. Baltimore's going over. They're already there. But you still like the Titans here at, at four and a half. Yeah, I was like Vrabel as a dog. Now, I would need the three and a half. I, I need the hook. I feel like both these teams just play a lot of field goal games. Uh, Vrabel's good as a dog. He's good off of a loss. He's sort of predictable like Tomlin is in, in these spots where it's like when the team is down, when you don't expect them to win, when they're getting points, those are good spots. And you mentioned Baltimore, and I had Pittsburgh last week. I got not only was Pittsburgh lucky to, to win, Pittsburgh was lucky to cover the, the plus four because Baltimore, their receivers, at least they get open now. They're better than they've been in past years. They couldn't catch anything the other day. They dropped at least, I don't know, 14, 17 <laughs> points worth of points. Um, the, the goal line fade to Beckham to me made no sense whatsoever, and it wasn't even a fade. It was just a, a line drive right into the defender. That was a terrible sequence. I just think this is a lot of points for these two, two type of teams. Uh, Frable's great as a dog, so I'll take the four and a half four, whatever it is uh, as long as it's north of three and a half or th three and a half or above i'll take the points here well let's go to the team that was on the other end of that game baltimore and pittsburgh the steelers who put up 14 points in the fourth quarter end up escaping with that win what are your thoughts on them for for the remainder of the season they were a team that i know for me coming into the year i thought could get over that season win total backing mike tomlin maybe have a push to the playoffs but they haven't looked nearly as good as i anticipated yeah, I, I didn't really buy the hype with them, and I, I know they're in first place now, but I'm buying it even less. I don't think they're good at quarterback, and I, here's the thing. I don't think they're good on defense, and it looks pretty on, on the stats the other day, but we mentioned all the drops with Baltimore. There were people wide open all day for the Ravens, and if you just look at yards per play, which doesn't even take into account the drops, uh, they're near the bottom of the league on off, uh, in offense in yards per play. They're near the bottom of the league in yards per play allowed on defense. I just don't know, except for Watt and Pickens, I just don't see a real strength for this team other than, hey, it's the Steelers, it's Tomlin, they're always competitive. Um, they are minus 155 to miss the playoffs. I just think there are seven teams in the AFC better than them. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, so that's my bet here. Yeah, I mean, do you think, I mean, look, they got the week off. I mean, you got to think they got to do something to their offense, right? <laughs> I mean, they can't keep going down the same road. I mean, it's like, 
I thought if they would have run one more lead play with with Nigel Harris or an outside zone play, I was going to go through the roof. Like, I mean, at some point they have to make some kind of adjustment. I'm not saying fire Canada, but I'm saying adjust this offense. Yeah, and it seems like Tomlin's. You know, the, the more people want him to do something, the less he wants to do it. He's very stubborn. He doesn't. Yeah. He feel like he's going to let the fans run the team. He's, that's just not how he's going to operate. You know, I don't know what the answers are. I thought Harris would be a better player coming out of you know out of Alabama. He's just another guy to me. Um, I, you know, maybe there's a solution out there. I just don't know what it is. I haven't been impressed with this team. Well, who do you have as the best team in that division? <sighs> that's a great question. Probably. <laughs> Your face best, says it all. <laughs> the best bet right now, I'll, 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 I won't answer your question, which is not what I'm supposed to do. The best bet right now is probably Cincy at plus 475 if Burrow's going to start to look like Burrow. I would still say Baltimore's the best team. It's so close, though, because it's just what is Cleveland with with you know with Watson's injury here? It's hard to judge Cleveland. It's hard to judge Cincy because Burrow's banged up. Uh, you know, Baltimore's had injury. It's a really tough question. It's a good question. I, I would say Baltimore, but nothing in terms of conviction. Although I think Cincy at plus four seventy five is probably the best bet. And all the while, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers who actually are in first place right. in the division. Like it's just uh, it, it's a Crazy. very very interesting AFC North. Will, awesome stuff. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you. Don't work too hard this time of year, running all the teams, doing the things. Make sure you do check out Will, though, on the Bear Bets podcast. They drop a couple episodes every week, but that group chat is really fun, giving out their best bets for the college football slate weekend and week out. We're going to step aside. Hour two of the Lombardi line upon us. We will return to Monday Night Football and the big takeaways from the Raiders win last night. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 